Hey, welcome. <laughs> a woman's journey is one where she blooms where she is planted, okay? Do you know what it takes to grow a blue rose from concrete? Yeah, that's the name of this podcast, Blue Rose Concrete. In this podcast, you will learn the process it takes for Eunice, Blue Rose, that's what I consider myself, um, to grow out of concrete. Come sharing the tears, laughter, and new discoveries with me. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. And let's break through these concrete slabs together. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Blue Rose Concrete. Once again, I'm Eunice, your host, and we are still recapping from 2019, 2020. Um, Today is January 9th, 2022, episode two of season two. I'm excited. I am very vulnerable in this episode. Um... But it's me being transparent, open book. I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed recording it. And backstory, this was just an organic conversation that happened in my office with me and Marie Lore. You can follow her on Instagram. It's Marie Lore to follow what she has going on in Florology as well. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Looking back on your life. <laughs> Is there anything that you like? I regret? I know the Bible says, don't worry about yesterday and don't worry about tomorrow. But not even regret. Is there anything that you would do different? You don't yes. have to regret it. Do I have regrets? I guess like I know people so want to do it differently. Yeah, but I often hear people say, "Oh, I have no regrets. Everything that I've been through, or everything that I've experienced, is a learning." But for me, BS. If you could tell yourself that if you go back in time, you would do something different. And some people will say, like, there is nothing I could do different. Maybe there's a lot of things I could do different. First thing I would do different is regardless if I was homeless at the time when my mother got sick and we had to, like, everything I went through, I would continue to go to school. I wouldn't stop no matter what. Like, dear younger me, stay in school no matter what. Dear younger me. It's not true. Like, even if you had to sleep in front of the school and people picked on you, stay in school. Because at the end of the day, that's the easiest way out of the struggle is the education. Because people say entrepreneurship, having a business, that's hard. I don't know about anybody else, but that's really hard for me. It's hard. Like, it's, it's hard, hard learning. Be, listen, it's harder to be an entrepreneur than to go to school and actually, like... Get a degree and work. And even if you do go to school and get a degree and work and you still choose to be an entrepreneur, you'll realize, yo, that's harder. It is. It's, it's so harder. much harder. So, I would tell myself to, like, getting, stay in school. Getting a degree more so... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of study. It's more so dedication. And you... I guess you could say... It shows that you can dedicate yourself to something. It shows that you can, I guess, how can I say this? You can dedicate yourself to something. You can finish what you start. And you know how to, I guess, organize your life. Because you, know? you have to do all of those things to be able to finish. You do? In associates. <laughs> you have to manage your life. Exhibit A. 
you start with an associate because it's smaller. It is. It and, shows that you know how but to once follow you direction. Get it, once you get it, though, it's like, okay, I can get more. Mm-hmm. I can get more. Like, I can do this. It's easy. Like, I can do this. Let me do this. Let me mm-hmm. do this. So, I mean, I would tell myself to stay in school, regardless. I would also tell myself to limit my friends and my oh, influence. So, like, so I think that the people that you surround yourself with has a great or has a big influence on who you be. Like the decisions you make today, you literally will have to face the consequences later. I think there's a lot of decisions I made because I was trying to be cool. I was trying to fit in. I was trying to be liked. Because mm-hmm. I was always different. I always knew, like I grew up knowing I was different. Different from my siblings, different from my friends, not being interested in the same things that they're interested in. Some things my mother would have never approved of, never, never approved of. I remember my first apartment, like, I remember not really wanting to do that, wanting to get something smaller, but letting friends lead me. I remember letting friends borrow money just because understand and they never gave it back to me some of them became my enemy because of that i remember friends like telling me hey spend this for me i'll give it back to you when i get my taxes or whatever me doing it out of me being so naive thinking that this person is going to come through because i would come through understand and saying that okay when this comes back i'll give my sister this and that in this same person went back and told my sister opposite story from what happened to put me and my sister against each other so all of that put together in my experiences through my first apartment, which is something that I regret with everything in me. That's one thing that I regret. I want to make that clear. I regret getting my first apartment. I regret getting it with the person I got it with. I regret, regret, regret. I regret that whole year. 2006 is a year that I regret in my life. That's when I lost my mom as well. Though my mom was not perfect, that's a subject for another time. Nobody's perfect. Whole body's perfect. I think that's what they say. Nobody's basically nobody's perfect. Everybody got their flaws. Everybody got something you got to deal with. Like, and nor am I. We all got flaws. You know, like, sorry, but sometimes when someone just meets me, like, I can come off as like a goody two shoes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there was one time I was having some conversation with some church folk and said something like, Oh, Marie don't have that problem. I'm like, Hold on, backtrack really quick. I had to be like, yo, I'm not perfect. I may not put my flaws on display. I may not put my sins on display, but I have flaws. Everybody does. And just like I do, it's okay for such and such or this person to have it too. I may display one thing to you, but that's not what it is. Meaning everybody has made mistakes. Everybody has flaws. Even if the person seems perfect, like, yo, that person ain't perfect. And I think that's why, too, the Bible clearly states we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because I guess that little piece, if it wasn't there, I think a lot of us would walk around on our high horse mm. thinking that, oh, I'm, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. But yeah, that's God humbling us. Humble thyself. Mm. There you know? were some things that I've been through I never thought it would be. I know you be thinking that too. I do. But I'm like, I never thought I would do this. I never thought I would say this. I never thought I would let this happen to me. I never thought I would be in this predicament. I never thought you, somebody, would be able to say that to me. Like, I remember dealing with stuff and I would cry. I remember one time someone said something to me 
And God humbled me. Thank God that I, I would never say this to nobody again. But I looked at them. I said, you know, if I was in Haiti, I wouldn't even let them hire you to mop my floor. Sugar, honey, iced tea. And that lady cried. I would have cried and I wouldn't ever be able to face you. Not in front of your face, though. I'd probably say something slick in front of your face and then go cry. (laughs) She cried. And I look back at it now. That's not a way that I would like to be remembered. Mm. That's not something I would like people to talk about during my Mm. funeral or my viewing. Like, I wouldn't want people to know me as such a foul mouth. As someone who has the answer on the tip of the but it's not good. And I think that it took a few lessons for me to learn that. I now roll my tongue. I literally, sometimes when I'm in a deep argument, Michu, I have to literally sit there and count seven times of me rolling my tongue before I say something. And if I'm too comfortable, if I'm in a comfortable, if I'm in my comfort zone and the surroundings where I'm from, I will come out the mouth. And I think you've witnessed that so many times and you've been like, ooh, like, did you just say that? To me or, like, to other people? Not to you. Like, things that I've said, like, I've commented on certain things. Like, for example, yesterday when I said something about, like, let's see. I think yesterday I said something about somebody being, I didn't use the word ugly, but I mentioned something. Oh, yeah, you've said that two times, and I'm like, did she really just say (laughs) Exactly. And I do, in my heart, believe no one is truly ugly. Like, everyone has a beauty in them. I trained myself to look for the best in people. And I think that until someone can literally see past someone's physical appearance. It's hard though. But you have to train yourself. I yeah, had you to do. spend it's hard a long amount of time complimenting people. Even though you don't look that, you're beautiful. I love your smile. Yeah, exactly. I did that for so long until it became so natural. I call everybody beautiful. But you know, when you do that, if you try to compliment one person at least one time a day if you do that it's not only good for that person like it'll brighten up someone's day like it'll take someone from zero to a hundred i guess not in the using it differently Mm -hmm. but not only does it help someone else but it also helps you with your confidence level oh i didn't know that that reverse psychology like finding legit there was a point where i used to compliment people's makeup i'm like oh my gosh your makeup looks amazing today <laughs> take it how you want to take it but i'm complimenting you on something your shoes but then there's some people who they feel as though like i've also realized there's some people they feel as though if you compliment them every time you see them there's something wrong and like they'll come off like that person always has something to say about my appearance and then i'll be like oh Okay, I guess you're that type of person. And I, I won't compliment you after that. Because mm-hmm. obviously, there's some... <laughs> I don't want to go into that. But I and just don't I, I think low you. self-esteem and probably sometimes people that are hard to receive a compliment, it's probably because they've heard the opposite for so long that it has become their reality. And anything different different puts this alarm in their head, like, she's coming for me. Something different, something different. She's, you know, like you're mocking them, like you're not being for. And it's, it's sad that there's actual people dealing with that, but it's the reality in which we live in. And unfortunately, we found that, and we're going to leave this earth with it behind. It will continue to go on until you know what the nothing Lord plans for us. No, nothing is no under the sun. So yeah, I guess when I do think about all these things, I can honestly say, I have. Um, a mighty long way mm-hmm. and um, um, <laughs> it sounds like 
I feel as though you glazed over like a bunch of things. Everyone has a story to tell, but you got stories on stories. I do actually. And I think that's another reason why like I wanted this podcast and I didn't want it to have anything to do with no sefam. Mm-hmm. Like I really want them to be two separate things. I feel like this podcast is where I can actually be, be raw, genuine, be genuine, raw, uncensored. <laughs> and no sefam, of course. If I'm involved, it's a hundred percent like me. I can't be fake. They buy this apples from China. Oh. <laughs> and then the, the thing say fresh one. How is it going to come here and it's going to It comes through airplane. You pay a little more. Flesh. High quality. It comes apple. through. But yeah, so um, I think I have been through a lot. I have overcome a lot. And I think that I've learned a lot of lessons. I've cried. I've fought, I've lost, I've had some wins, and I'm soaring. I can't say I'm where I want to be. Well, I've said that already, but I'm not where I used to be. And just sitting here in this space where just having this alone is... What is this? Tara's Palace, having a physical location address, having the keys to Tara's Palace, and being able to walk in here and see my makeup, even though, remember, they stole everything. Blue Rose Concrete is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring women, especially those who have experienced trauma. I want them to know that life does not stop at trauma. The host is myself, Eunice Pierre, and I have guests co-hosts from different walks of life. Each episode, I introduce a subject for the week. I break the subject down into three sections, and in between the sections, I take a break. I will share past experiences that have molded me into the person that I am today, rather positive or negative. You know. (laughs) You can find it on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Wow, um, I know this first part was a bit juicy, I guess. <laughs> um, I shared a lot, like even listening to it now, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> no filter. Um, but it is for a good cause. Um, I do hope that the stories and the events that took place in my life will serve as encouragement and inspiration for someone else to never give up no matter what. What you are about to hear um, are all real life stories, things that I've lived, I have survived through, and I know that if I have survived through these things, you can as well. So I hope these stories will help to inspire you and encourage you to not give up no matter what and to not be an obstacle to your own self. So here we go. Someone literally stole my whole makeup kit. I'm talking about over 40 MAC lipsticks. And if you know how much MAC lipsticks cost, you could evaluate how much that was worth. I had... That's just MAC lipsticks. MAC lipsticks. I had foundation. I had Matchmaster. I had five Matchmaster foundations. I guess what you can say is imagine a professional makeup artist's kit kit being stolen. Which at one point, like a year prior to that happening, 
that means I didn't have as much as I had at that time. My makeup kit was evaluated at $3,000. A year before that. Yeah. And if you know me, you know that's something like I value and I mm -hmm. care for. And having all of that taken away from me and then for God to like slowly rebuild it to what it is now. It's not near what it was. It's not because I don't have as much foundations, as much powder and everything that I had, the blushes. Like what hurts is my gold deposit, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Like that thing is discontinued. The one I had, the version I had, that's the original version. Um, Some of the blushes I had from MAC, like when I think about all of those things and mm. having to build back from scratch. Don't yeah. you wonder what the heck she did with the whole kit? I know she took it out of spite. Like, do you? Did, and she do you probably sell just gave it, it away. Do you keep it. She like, probably kept some, gave some away. I don't know what she did with it. I just hope that for the rest of her life, it serves her as a source of blessing. I wanted to follow her for her the, her entire lifetime. It needs to bless her. Bless those who curse you. I'm blessing her. Like I no, want. Yeah, that's may exactly that be her saying. source of blessing doing. for the rest of her life. I hope that she is never without. She never has a want for anything, Girl. and that provides for her, Girl. and it multiplies from generation to generation. Girl. I'm saying, because we know how God works. So that's literally my, at the beginning, that was not what I wanted for her. The Haitian part in me came out and I wanted pure revenge. I'm going to be honest. I'm human. I got blood. I wanted revenge. Like I wanted revenge, but then things happen. You talk to people, you listen to your elders, you understand stuff and you discover other information oh, and you're like, okay, so this is what really happened. And this is, this is to put it into like a different point of view. I can imagine somebody coming through and stealing all florology stuff, like how mad and upset I would be at that particular moment. So I guess if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, imagine all of your stock being stolen away. Because a makeup Everything. artist's kit is basically that's what they have. To and work what with. what and the thing is too. Remember, I was about to launch my lash line, and three hundred dollars worth of samples were in that kit. Yeah, you had a bunch of samples. Three hundred dollars worth of samples. I literally bought one of each lash that they had, mm, and I was having friends unit. test them out. Because you know, I don't do nothing halfway. So I wanted my friends, and I was having my friends try out different ones to see which one works. Mm -hmm. You tried out some on me. And since then, I can never find that same vendor. That was when QW dress was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I worked so hard, and I was pregnant with Hannah at the time, living in that abandoned pregnant house. Pregnant with Hannah? Yeah. Pregnant with early Hannah. Early stages of pregnancy with Hannah. It oh. happened in 2018. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Towards the ending of you being there. Yeah. yeah. And for the life of me, I wish I had left them with you. Hmm. Where was I during that time? That was like me going through the process. Yeah. That was the beginning. That's true. Because the ones that stay there, they stay there. They stay there. It's so hard. But hey, look at me. I didn't let that. And that's another thing, too. Don't dwell in your sorrow. Don't just it's sit there and do that, oh, oh my God. My life. I mean, I cried. I cried and sometimes I still cry now when I think about it because that's something that hurt. I felt like I lost a child. Mm -hmm. I felt the pain, like the anguish, like, ugh. Mm. I cried and cried. And the hurting part is when I found her nail. 
Like her nail had broke in it. That's the funniest. But here's and, how and, then, and I had to literally works, go though. and look at her stuff to see she's missing a broken nail and zoom in and be like, and other people, I'm like, am I crazy? And they're like, yeah, that's her nail. But yep. you see and how crazy like, God watch works? Snapchat. I'm sure her blind, she don't know where that nail clipped off at. But guess what? God's like, I'm going to make sure they know it's you. Yeah. And it's also a lesson for me too, I think. I think after that, I've changed many things. A lot of things have changed about me. It might not be noticeable to a lot of people, and I might never say what has changed. But a lot of things have changed. Trust. I mean, for one, I don't trust people like I used to. I've limited the amount of people that has access to me and that has peer access to me. Because you might think in your head that you have access to me, but you don't. I also feel as though you've limited not only access to yourself, but also access to your children. I have. And that's because I felt the need to protect their innocence and protect them. Like, these are my children. If they're going to be a burden, they're going to be my burdens. I brought them on this earth. If there's going to be somebody to call them a burden, if someone's going to have to, like, mistreat them or talk bad about them or humiliate them, it will not be while I'm alive. And it will not be while they're children. If you're going to mistreat them or treat them away when I'm here and when I'm not here, treat them treat them a different way, that's going to be when I'm dead. You know what they say, though? The way people treat your kids is a representation of how they really feel about you. True. And the thing about it is a lot of people think that I'm dumb or I'm gullible or they feel like, I guess they're winning or I don't know, like, because I'm so nice, but they don't understand. You finally did a 360 with the night. Well, not even a 360, but like a cautious 360, meaning like now you don't let people walk all over you. I don't. But that's finally, that's a this year kind of thing. Like you were slowly progressing towards it, but it's a this year kind of thing. And it's something that I prayed for too. Hmm. I prayed for that because I felt like it was a blessing, but a burden at the same time. It was hurting me and hindering me from progress. Like the old me, you know, my stock would have been gone given away for free and every time i open my mouth yeah and i'm like Eunice, no you can't do that you've mm-hmm. done that before it didn't work mm-hmm. you can't do that mm-hmm. and i had to literally be like yeah um i'll send you the invoice because i'll be the type oh you want it i'll bring it to you no problem when do you want me to bring it okay just tell me when you have it no problem but i learned that i have people that still owe me from 2016 I have people that still owe me from 2015. Yeah, and so I myself, I was too. Selling, I was like, I'll send you an invoice. And I sent you an invoice right now. You sure, you sure did. And I'm like, well, that's like, okay. <laughs> hey, like, remember you, that invoice? And you'll be in my face like, oh, you really want to buy it? Hold on, let me calculate. Oh, well, it's for you? You buying it for you? Okay. So I'm going to give you this off. Let me see how much I bought it for. Okay, I'll do that. Let me invoice you now. <laughs> oh, don't send it to me on cash app. Pay the invoice, please. And I'm just like, damn, me sure like, I thought we were deeper than that. She's like, yeah, we're deep, but that's business. And I'm like, why can't I do that? And I started doing that. And I think the people that have distanced themselves or that feel some type of way about it are people that never really wanted to see me progress. Because if you want to see me progress and knowing that I am living the lifestyle that I'm living, meaning that being a single mom and doing this and doing that and sometimes having to pick between do I pay my rent or do I do laundry? <laughs> do I pay partial rent and do laundry? <laughs> do I do laundry or buy Hannah diapers? Mm. 
do I buy Hannah wipes or diapers? Mm-hmm. Which one is more efficient? Can I buy her diapers and then wash her until I can buy her wipes my next paycheck mm-hmm. or my next gig or my next sale? Also, I feel as though, like you're talking about all of this now, right? Yeah. Legit. Who actually knows your life? Nobody. Yeah, people don't know what, like, the facade that you put up, no one knows, okay, this is what she's actually going through. They just see Eunice smiling, laughing, always there for you. Always there. Even though I have, like, a tornado behind me, carrying it on my back, I'm putting up a smile and I'm supporting you 100%. But the thing is, I had to realize I don't get that. I give so much of me to family, to friends. And when I say to family, let me be a little more cautious with my word. So I've given in the past so much of me mm-hmm. to family, to friends, to this, to that. I can't do this because of this. I can't do that because of that. Oh, I have to do this for this person. Like I remember having friends that I would wake up six o'clock in the morning, leave my house to go do them a favor and don't make it back till five. Like this is a shift at work. And at the time, my husband would be so mad at me that I spent the whole day out and he had to cook and clean and do all these things for the kids. And he's a man. Mm-hmm. But I was busy doing favors for people. And these people turned around and bite, like stabbed me in my back. You know, do all these things to me. And I still turned around and was 100% to them again. And it took them doing so much to me, smiling in my face, but backstabbing me and doing so much. That's crazy. It took so much for me to finally say, you know what, that's it. I am going to protect me by all means. I don't need you. I can live without you. You're not Jesus. You're not God. You're not the Holy Spirit. I can do without you. Hell, if I could live without my mama, who paid my rent, who made sure I had a place to stay, food, clean clothes and all of that, and who really cared, I can live without you. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, I was in her belly eating what she ate, drunk what she drank. My umbilical cord was connected to her. If I can live without her, sweetie, sweetie, like Milan, sweetie, I can live without you, sweetie. I sure can, and I will, and I'll thrive without you. How about that? Mm-hmm. Actually, I have more time to invest in you, niece, because guess what? I'm not doing your ass a favor. Ha-ha! You know, that's why... Like, I'm not being your taxi. I think your I chauffeur. told you one time about the power of no. Like, legit, if it's not matching with my schedule... And that's the thing. I would sorry. drop my schedule for people. I would forget about me. I would forget about stuff for people. I would put people... But it got to a point where at one time I remember my ex has been saying, And I know now, moving forward, I will never do that. Never. I don't care who you are. Say, bon dieu, même, petite maman. I say that like that because my kids will eventually leave me and go have their own. They're supposed to. I want them to. They will leave me, get married, and have their own family. And I'm going to have to be able to face my husband and live with him. Mm-hmm. Peace and joy, laughter, and him being my friend. And not, so I will never separate my marriage bed. Again, with kids, friends, family, I don't care what it is. I love my kids and my kids have a priority in my life. I also have to create balance between my children 
in my relationship. Because the one thing I know that I fear and that I never want to be is an old, miserable mother that resent my kids or cause my kids to resent me because I feel like I'm entitled to them doing something for me or being there for me because I stopped living for them or I gave up relationship. I don't want to be that mother. Because I see it. I see how those mothers act. I see how their kids resent them. But they act like, mm, and, no, you know, I can't do the fake. You know I can't do the fake. I cannot do the fake. I cannot do the, <laughs> no. I cannot do that. So I'm not about to try to do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that that's not my reality. Because I can't face it. So that has really been an eye-opener for like those things that I've been through, like with friends and all these people. But, so right, like I told you guys, this was a this was over an hour worth um, of conversation. It was a converse like organic conversation with me and um, Marie Laura, and I decided to record it mid conversation, literally. And me and her, we have conversations similar to this one often. And on that particular night, I think we stayed to the office till it was about 2 a.m. just talking. And I, that was my first time trying this microphone, the blue. And um, it was good. This conversation was good. I was so hesitant to share it, but um, now that I hear it, I think if I'm someone who's going to something similar, I, this would really help me to know to not give up. So, Thank you for listening. Next week, Sunday, same time, 5 p.m., I will be posting part three of this recap. And then the last Sunday in January will be the last part of this recap. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening to Blue Rose Concrete. I truly believe that a woman's journey is one where she blooms where she is planted. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Until next time, don't become your own obstacle by limiting yourself to the environment you're in. You can follow me on Instagram, Eunice Inspires, for daily inspiration and use hashtag Blue Rose Concrete to share your thoughts on this episode. As always, I love you and I'm cheering you on.